you can produce your own story and nobody's going to tell your story the way you can tell your story. So you might as well get on that MacBook, get on that notepad and get to typing because no one is going to tell it the way you're going to tell it. With your personality, your spunk, your humor, your favor, nobody's going to do it like you. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I have such a beautiful, profound interview today with Logan Renee. Logan Renee helped start the Soulcation movement, the Soulcation podcast and events, and they have a university as well now too that teaches stuff. And one of the things that I really wanted to bring her on today to talk to you about is the concept of producing your own book. The idea that there are gatekeepers out in the world who tell you your book is good enough for us to publish it on this publishing platform. Now I say it mockingly right now, but I mean, I'm all for traditionally published books, but sometimes waiting for some old white guy who runs a big company half a world away from you to say that your book deserves to be out in the world is not something you need to do. Instead, you need to own and step into the power of telling your story now, of waiting for no one else's permission, and of producing your own book. And today, Logan, Renee, and I, we're going to help you do just that. So hold on, get your pen and paper out if you have it, and get your notes app up if you're listening on your phone, because this, this is one of those quotable, change your life type of podcast episodes. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Here's my interview with Logan Renee from Solcation. Want to be a writer? Want to have a book that you can get out into the world and publish yourself? Well, guess what you got to do? You've got to write. You've got to sit your butt in that chair and do the work. I think we like to think of creativity as something that comes to you in your sleep or you're visited in it or it happens every once in a while. No, creativity shows up for those who show up for it. So if you want to be a writer, you need to write. And I have something to help you do just that. It's called my Write More Challenge. For 10 minutes a day, for 10 days, I'm going to help you create the mental and physical space in your life that you need to write. Join today at writemorechallenge.com and spend the next 10 days just simply creating 10 minutes a day in your life for writing. You got it? I'm here for you. You can do it. I believe in you. Get your butt in that chair and write. Find out how at writemorechallenge.com. Welcome, welcome, Logan Renee to the School for Writers podcast. I'm super excited to have you on here. You and I met, we met at FemEx quarters, right? We met at a FemEx summit 
And we were like, Hey, I like you. Hey, you're cool. Hey, you're cool. And, <laughs> and I loved what you're putting out in the world. And I, it's been over a year that I've been a follower of yours and I love what you do both as Logan Renee and as Sulcation. So I would love to know who are you and how do you, how do you exist in this world? What impact are you leaving in this world right now? So I'm a Mississippi girl at heart. And of course I reside in California, but those Southern roots are still close to my heart. I love women. And one of my coaches asked me recently, cause I'm not gonna do the standard bio. She said, why you? Mm. Why, why did you choose Socation? And I was like, I'm the woman that I'm trying to help. Mm. I'm the woman that chose, you know, the professional career cause it sounds sexy and people are impressed with the title. Um, and then when I close my laptop, I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not happy. Everybody else is impressed, but I am not fulfilled. So that was a problem for me. So Soulcation is for professional women who say there is more inside of me. What mm -hmm. is that more? And I'm going to be okay with whatever the answer is. I'm going to choose to like myself. I'm going to choose to accept myself. I'm not going to apologize for being amazing. I'm not going to apologize for being a light. And that's how I'm going to continue showing up. So that's who Logan Renee is. <laughs> well, damn, slow clapping over here. She's like, yes, yes, yes. There is more inside of me. What is that more? And I'm not yeah. going to be afraid of that more. Mic drop. That's cool. We don't need to go anywhere else in the interview. We got it. I love that. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Like I'm sitting with that. One of the best things I think about having a podcast is I get to hear beautiful, amazing humans like you give me words of wisdom as well. So I'm sitting with that one. We're growing together. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask people that come on here. And I know that you, I don't know, do you, would you identify yourself as a writer at all? I know you identify as a CEO, which is amazing and a coach, but what else, or what else do you identify as? Do you identify as a writer? Yeah, I will say I'm a writer author in uh, one of my programs, the Produce Your Own Book Program, I talk about the difference between a writer and an author. And an author is a person that has published a book, you know, so I will consider myself a writer at first and now I'm a published author. So yeah. yeah. And I published a book entitled Never Ask for Permission Again. So that permission I was talking about that we have we get to grant ourselves. We forget that. We, we're always looking for outside. Do you think I should start a business? Do you think I should write a book? Do you think I should date Tony? We're always looking because we always had to ask. You know, yeah. we had to ask our teachers, can I go to the restroom? Mom, can I go to the party? Dad, do you think it's okay if I eat this, right? We were, we were taught to ask for permission. And then we realized, oh, I'm grown. <laughs> Only person I have to ask is myself, right? Yes. So yeah. I hadn't really put those two together of the way in which we ask permission as kids, everything is, re permission is required for everything as children. And then yeah. we get to adulthood and all of a sudden we're supposed to be able to make decisions on our own. <laughs> like we don't, <laughs> we don't prep ourselves for that. Exactly. Like, what does that mean? What do, I don't even know. Yeah. So then if you are a writer author, and I love that distinction, why writing? What does writing give you that other things don't? Um the truth mm. uh to write it down and to see you in black and white you're like ooh, <laughs> that one hurt or ooh, this is who i am 
It's one person that people get to see at work. It's one person that, that people get to see at a networking event. And then this person on this paper, this is me. This is me all the way. So I would say writing gives me freedom to tell the truth. Because mm. where else do you get to tell the truth? It's besides right. therapy. Right? <laughs> I always say that my um, my $2 notebook that I write everything in from like the grocery store, the like college ruled notebook is the cheapest therapist I'll ever get. <laughs> and probably the best. Uh, I love yes. that. Yes. 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 So you talked a little bit about a program you have called Producing Your Own Book, which is one of the reasons I brought you on here, because I love that you help people lean into this idea that they can be their own producer of both their life and their story of their book. So I would just love to hear a little bit about why producing, why even that concept, like what does it mean to produce your own book? We go to productions all the time and we're always so impressed. Mm -hmm. We go to movies, we go to theaters. Like, oh my God, that person did something so amazing. So my mother passed away from uh, stage four breast cancer in 2014. And we would always watch Oprah together. And I'd be like, oh my God, mom, she's so amazing. That person's amazing. This person, look at what they did. They were so young, so talented. As if those people are different from me as if I couldn't attain the same thing or contain my own story, you know, like walking my own path as if that their paths were different from mine or greater than mine. Right. So my mom simply said, you are amazing. You are great. And they are just somebody to show you that it's attainable. It's literally just a mirror, right? The only difference is they're on the television and you're on the couch in one day that could be you one day that will be you. She kept telling me that. So the producer on program was so you can produce your own production. You can produce your own story and nobody's going to tell your story the way you can tell your story. Mm -hmm. So you might as well get on that MacBook, get on that notepad and get to typing because no one is going to tell it the way you're going to tell it. It's with your personality, your spunk, your humor, your favor, nobody's going to do it like you. So mm -hmm. that's where it came from to tell people that you're just as amazing. Nobody's going to do it like you. I think that that's so true because I get a lot of people, I teach book writing. I have a program called Write Your Friggin' Book Already that's about the writing process. I love it. <laughs> I tell you, if you want to have fun marketing something, put a cuss word or an allusion to a cuss word into the, um, into the advertising. <laughs> and it came from like, I sat in front of a mirror and I was like, okay, but like, every, ugh, that's so done before. Like, oh, that thing is so cliche. Someone's done it before. I need to do, I need to write something profound that's going to be life-changing and it can't be like anything ever created before. And I finally just looked in the mirror and was like, just write your freaking book already. Like it doesn't, you don't want to be, like you're not trying to be a life-changing author, which you can change lives as an author. But like, I just, I just need to write a book. Like I need to write the first draft and then make it better. So it came from just like looking myself in the face and going, write your freaking book already. And I love that you said that because when people come to me to try to get in the program, so often I hear people say it's been done before or it's never been done before. It's like two, it's like nothing like this exists and therefore it can't exist or every, it's just like everything else and therefore it can't exist. So either way, we're convincing ourselves that our story doesn't get to be told. So I love this yeah. idea if you step into the producer role, you are getting to put the production of your life, of your story, like step into that. 
Yeah. I want to just talk about, because I think it's really important for us to have conversations about the stigma against being your own gatekeeper, the stigma against self-publishing. I think in the traditional publishing world, there are so many gatekeepers and those gatekeepers 99.9% of the time are rich white people living in New York City. (laughs) Real, real talk, right? And what does it mean when those people get to decide who gets to be on the bookshelves? And so I want to just talk about like, what, what are your thoughts around the stigma against self-publishing so there's a fear because there's a lack of knowledge but that's mm-hmm. okay because you have two people here that want to give you that knowledge everyone mm-hmm. um so i would say get be well informed but informed by the right people now there are so many blogs and you know templates out there to say hey this is how you self-publish i would say look at what the person has already done that's giving you the advice and then you know, just do your do your recon, you know, and know that it's possible. There are so many successful self-publishers. So you already know that that's a lie, that it can't be done. It has been done. It can be done. The question is, do you want to go that route? Do you want to do self-publishing or do you want to do the traditional publishing? I highly recommend as a self-publisher to self-publish your own book. <laughs> unless you have a Tony Robbins following, unless your nickname is Lisa Nichols, I would highly, I would just highly recommend, not saying you're not amazing, not saying you're not great because you are, and not saying that you could even surpass those people that you look up to. I'm saying with your first book and your building, you're trying to get into the, the world of publishing, I would highly recommend to self-publish. And the first thing, and honestly, I don't know about you, Lauren, tell me if you think it's easy because I think self-publishing is easy. Now, are there steps? Yes, but I think it's easier than going the traditional route. What do you think? I think that it is, I have so many things to say what you just said. (laughs) There's so much, okay, I'm gonna answer that question. I'm gonna answer that question first. I think that it's not easy. And I think it's <laughs> because everything is easy, right? But psychology, like literally, you just said, there's a step by like I have on my website. You can find a blog post or a podcast episode explaining exactly what you have to do to self-publish. But yeah. that isn't going to get you to sit your butt in that chair and write oh, the yeah. book. So yeah. everybody's focused on okay. So if I write this book, then how do I make it an Amazon bestseller? I'm like, cool. You're skipping to it being published, you're not (laughs) writing it. I get so many people who come to me and they're like, I wanna write a book, but I think I just would rather just like spend decades building my audience and trying to get a book deal and never, and then then I'll write the book. I'm like, cool, or you could write the book. And I have people come to me like, I wanna be an Amazon bestseller or I wanna have a self-published book that's gonna build my business. I'm like, cool. When are they're like, I have this whole marketing plan for it. I'm like, cool, where's the book? Like, give me the book first. So the actual act of self-publishing is literally like publishing a social media post. It's so easy. It's so easy. easy. It's so easy. easy. (laughs) But the writing the book part, the holding yourself accountable to writing it and getting over the psychological steps, I think can be easy if you put yourself in the right mentality and literally debilitating if you don't like if you are waiting for those gatekeepers to give you permission to write your book if you are right if you are self-publishing 
with shame around being a self-published author, those things I think are not easy. So yes, the actual part of self-publishing a book, super easy. The psychological part though, I think, I find at least the people who come to me find that part to be really hard. I agree. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) So the first thing we do, the first module is we gonna work on your belief Mm -hmm. because you have to believe that you are an author. You are a published author. You are successful. Your book will change lives. Your book will share your story with your personality, with your intentions being shared and being out there in the world. So first out of the gate, you're saying to yourself, I am a published author that is successful. You know, Mm -hmm. this is not just something my friends and family would know about. People in the world would know about this book, Mm -hmm. period you know? And then we go into the steps of writing, having an actual writing schedule and having a message and an email that goes out to your friends and family, to the people that care about you, like genuinely care. Everybody that doesn't care about you, they will always fall off. So they shouldn't even be given breath or energy. (laughs) Boundaries should be in place though for family members and friends. Mm -hmm. If you are single, you are in the greatest position of your life, okay? Do not disturb is your best friend. Use it and hug it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you are married or, or raising children by yourself, um, you have other people living with you. It has to be a conversation has to be, if you think they just going to let you sit down and write every day of the week, it is not happening. Um, there has to be a sign on the door. There has to be headphones ready. You got to have your blanket at, at your desk. You got to go ahead and have your tea or your water. Everything needs to be in place before you sit down and write, because trust me, there will be excuses. <laughs> that the excuses are come, they're get procrastination will become your best, it will try to become your best friend. So you have to go ahead and think of, Eric Thomas said this, I was listening to him yesterday. He said, whatever your goal is, under the goal, you have to put all the steps that it's gonna take to meet that goal. It can't be just the goal. So it's, I wanna publish a book. Okay, what do I have to do? I need a book cover designer. I need to figure out what I want to write. I need to write a planning schedule. I need to send a notice to my friends and family that I'm going to be working on this for the next four months. I need to designate a place, two or three places where I'm going to go write. I need to pack water, a snack, a blanket, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) mosquito spray, whatever you're going to need to write. I'm going to write this many minutes every single day. I'm going to write on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm going to send the first two drafts to my editor or to somebody that's going to review the book. You know, I'm going to find a formatter on this day, like literally write out the plan Mm -hmm. because if you don't, it's not going to happen. I love that. And I don't know about you, Lauren, the easiest parts of me was writing. The hardest part was coming up with a book title. Oh my God. Book titles. So Like, and I feel like every time you talk, I have like 30 things. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my, yeah, drop the mic, yes, yes. So one, I wanna go back because I start all of my programs, everything I do from, I mean, I, I honestly started this podcast episode with why, why writing? Like everything that I do and everything I build and everything I coach around starts with why. And I think that if you know your why and you know that deeper why, like we do seven layers deep why, like why, why, yeah. why, what's below that? What's even below that? What's even below okay. that? What's your why? Until you get yeah. to this core thing that you can hold on to through the process. And every time people 
get, and they have to tell their thing to the group because every time you get lost or tired or bored, boredom is like, boredom's a thing. <laughs> like sitting in a chair, yeah. writing a book can be really boring sometimes. Yeah. And anytime you get to those points, you have it on a sticker, or if you're telling the group, like I'm tired or something, they can be like, Hey, here's your why. Remember your why I have your why here's your why let's go back and look at your why. And I think that that's great that you, you start with that idea because it really is everything knowing your belief around this. And I think that knowing your why helps you to let go of the shame of self-publishing. So yeah. I had this idea in my head that I had to be a traditionally published author to be legit. And that mm -hmm. honestly is something I still fight every single day. So to remind myself that I am a legit author, no matter where my book is published. If I publish a book that makes me an author, boom, I'm a writer. If I write one word, cool writer, like hit that quick. Yes. Hit like, okay, cool. This is true. This is the truth. Knowing my why gets me through those hard times. Yeah. One of the things I love that you said is procrastination will be your best friend. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, Ooh, how do you procrastinate and how do you get over? Like, what's your favorite procrastination? Cause I, I find it really fun to ask people like, what's your favorite procrastination technique? And then also how do you stop doing that and go to not procrastinate? So what's your favorite procrastination technique and how do you stop procrastinating? Yeah. Uh, friends and family, I'm like, oh, I have to check on them. I have to see if they're okay. Like <laughs> life is so hard. COVID-19 taught us to like love family and be around girl wasting yes. time on the yes. phone talking about the same show talking about the same thing I talked about with somebody else you know um telling the next person the same thing I heard the person before just wasting time just literally wasting time um so I was using my family and friends as an excuse to not do work so how I get off how I get out of it is I put my phone on do not disturb and sometimes I'll put my phone upstairs so I mm -hmm. won't even look at it yeah that's and great. then people are like where are you i'm like listen you know when my phone on do not disturb i'm working you already know boundaries are already in place yeah so once you give yourself the permission the belief to sit your butt in that chair and do the work yeah how what is what does it even mean to produce your own book like what do i need to do okay cool like what are the steps that i need to do if i I have self-published a book, but if I was somebody who was listening to this episode and really wanted to have a book out in the world, what are the steps that you need to take to get to that? You mentioned, and I thought that was interesting, you mentioned getting a cover design even before you mentioned writing it. Is that something that you find helpful? I would say after you make the decision that you will be a self-published author, you will be a successful author, period, self-published or not, um, you need to sit down and write the stories you want to share in your book. So I would say at least, I, I talk in the, uh, in the program, the book shouldn't be long. If you want people to finish your book, it should not be long. If it's 500 pages, make it three books, like seriously. Because the, it, the goal is to give some, give your audience, give your reader something that they can tangibly use for the rest of their lives even if it's one sentence. Mm. Oprah's book, uh, what I know for sure, one sentence that will always stick, for me, stick with me is, guard your time because your time is your life. Mm. I didn't have to read anything else, but for I read that book five years ago, six, but it stuck with me. So even if they get one sentence, what are the stories you wanna share? 
So four, five, six stories, right? Make sure your book is short. And then come up with the content. Because of course, everybody's story is great and you should share it. But what is the reader going to get? Because mm -hmm. of all she knows is that you played on the jungle gym and you like chocolate milk and your auntie used to wear a red shirt to church. It may not help the reader, <laughs> you know? You got your story out, but it may not help the reader. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you wanna share with the reader based on this story? If your story is, I was a, a six-year-old little boy that felt alone, so I spent a lot of time in my room making up games and your, your content around it is, as, a, as an adult, it's okay for you to now be creative. Go ask that little boy or that little girl inside of you, hey, how can I be creative, you know, in the office? How can I be creative in my business? How can I think outside the box like I did when I was younger? Like, what story do you want to share? And then what content can you share with the audience that's going to actually help them for the rest of their lives? And the rest of their lives could start with today. How can this help them today? I think that's great. So a lot of my program is a year. And so I get a lot of people who come to me and they're like, why can't I write it in a month? Why can't I write it in a week? Why can't I write it in a day? And I think that you can 100% write a book in a month, a week, a day. But one of the reasons I do a year is because I think it's important for us to take time when we're not writing to interact with other people and see how they feel and see how I feel when I interact with them and like let this ideas come to you. And one of the things I see a lot of people who want to write nonfiction, which I'm assuming is your program only nonfiction or do you do fiction too? I only do nonfiction. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of the people I see that want to do nonfiction, they want to tell their story, but they haven't yet figured out how to relate it to other people. So yeah. I love <laughs> to start with that because I think that that's something that we, we need to start with telling our story because so often we're silenced. You and I both work with communities that have been silenced for too long and are mm -hmm. often continually silenced in our communities, in our country and in where we live. And I think that it's so great that you start with like, okay, tell the story. Yes, start with your story. But then why do I care as a reader? So <laughs> why often, do I care? Why do I care? And I think that that I think that one of the reasons self-publishing has so much stigma is people publish their first draft. They don't take time to sit and think about the reader. They tell their story without connecting it to the reader. And I think that that is great that people are taking some time. One of the things people ask me is like, how do I make my book better? And I say, step away from it and talk to it and ask it, hey, I'm over here, not staring at my computer screen. I'm on a walk asking my book, how do I make you better? How do I make the reader care? That's a good question. So I love that you address that because I think so often one of the stigmas against self-publishing is it often sometimes feels like, like who cares? And yeah. I care, I care about people's stories. And as a, as a person who cares in the world about stories, but as a reader, I want to know how it relates to me. And that's different. Yeah, like yeah. as a self-esteem coach, I'm like, yes, your story matters. But as a reader, I kind of want you to like, tell me why I should care. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. So then once you have your story done, like at what point do you get to do the fun stuff of like the, the, the designing of the cover. And I'm actually just like full, full disclosure. I currently just sent 
covers to all of my write your freaking book already participants that I designed for them. So they could have it up on their wall and see it like, yes, it probably won't be your final cover, but like seeing it up there, I, I love to create a cover early on, like really early on. So I can see it and make it feel real. Like I even have drafts of my book that I create as like real books. So when I'm editing it, it feels more real. So that's my take on it. I would love to know like what, what do you, when do you go to that? Like, when do you do the fun stuff? Cause I know people want to like jump to the fun stuff. When do you do the fun stuff? Yeah, I agree with that. And I did the exact same thing. I printed out a mock book cover. It looks, I still have my mock book cover of the first book and the first title. Cause I changed my title. Oh my gosh. Mm. 7,222 times. <laughs> Yeah. So I think the visual is extremely, extremely important and keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a practice that needs to continue because even when your book comes out, you have to pretend you never sold a copy. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you sold 7,000. It doesn't matter if you sold seven. Every day, you're a new author. Every day is the number one book. Every day, somebody needs to be hearing about it. Oh, you got a book? Me too. Like it needs to be a part of every conversation. The conversation of being an author never stops. Even if your book was written 10 years ago, hey, I have a bestseller. I have, a, I have the number one new release book. Here you go. Here's a copy. But it has to stay on your lips. So I think talking about with friends and family, the people that's in your house, just having it on your mind all the time, it keeps the intention and the, the goal in the forefront. Whatever we ignore or cast it aside or pretend like it's not there, we, we won't finish. Of course, it has to be right in your face. And I would say, put it on your dashboard, put it in the bathroom mirror. And then after a month, change where you have it because mm -hmm. then it gets familiar so you like, you look past it. <laughs> you don't even know that, that it's still there. So take it and move to a, another side of the wall, you know, to another side of the mirror or something like that, because it, it'll get familiar for sure after a month or so. That's so smart because I have noticed that I'm like, okay, cool. That mantra on the wall is not helping me now because I don't even see it anymore. And a part of yeah. me is like, it's probably helping me there, but if I put it somewhere else too, it, like I I'd actually consciously see it more. Um, yeah. I love that you said the conversation of being an author never stops. Yes. I think that one of the things I hadn't thought about it this way, but so many of the people who come to me who want to be in my write your friggin' book already program, they were told at some point in their life that they didn't get to be a writer, that writers were either instant New York times bestsellers like a Stephen King, or they were people who were tortured and starving and like, that's not an option for your career because you have bills to pay. And I think that this idea of allowing people to start stepping into calling themselves a writer and then calling themselves an author is so powerful and healing whole generations of young people who are told that their story doesn't matter because they're told they don't get to be a writer or they're a bad writer or someone like you doesn't get to be published. So I think one of the beauties of producing your own book is that you're giving people this permission to call themselves an author yeah. and not saying that only this straight white guy who's a bestseller and already came from money over here <laughs> gets to decide if you are an author or not. Nope. You get to decide as well. And I just really love that the conversation of being an author never stops because if you're constantly talking, I'm an author, I'm an author, I'm an author, 
then you're also like healing all those times that people told you, you don't get to be an author. So yes. I love that. I love that. And I also remembered earlier, you asked me a question and I couldn't remember it, what it was, <laughs> book titles. So for me, book titles are one of two ways. One, a book title comes to me and the whole book comes after that. Wow. Or, t- or two, I am literally about to press send and, and publish okay. something and I can't yeah. for the life of me figure out what the title's gonna be. Like it's one of the two, it either comes at the very beginning or the very end. Wow, me too. I had already announced it on all social media platforms what the title is. I had already mm-hmm. seen it into the editor. It was headed over to Amazon and boom, title. I'm like, oh my gosh. I had to change everything, but it was, it was fun and it was worth it. Cause I didn't even get my, I didn't even like the book title that I had chosen, but yeah. I was like, I have to put something on here, you know? Yeah. So then when never asked for permission came, it was, it was perfect. And I actually got it from a mentor of mine in conversation. She was like, let's just talk about it. What are you saying in the book? And she went through this whole thing. She was like, sounds like you're never going to ask for permission again. I was like, oh my God, that's it. It was like the light had shined down on my forehead or something. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I just want to say yes to everything you're saying. So I want to have us wrap up a little bit and just ask you a couple questions about books. So I would love to know, is there a book that changed your life? Is there a book you read that changed your life? What? Yes, yes. Number one book that I read last year, and it is my number one book now, because what I know for sure about Oprah Winfrey was number one. Hmm. Um, Oh, can I do two? <laughs> you can do two. I'm gonna let you do two. Well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. You know how like there's gimmies? Oprah's gonna be your gimme. Like, I'll yeah. give you Oprah. Like, hell yeah, give you gimme Oprah. I would, I would say she's number three, actually. Okay. So number, okay, give me the three. Hit me. Number one is the courage to be yourself. Hmm. Yeah. By Susan Who wrote it? Thole. Uh Susan Thole. Susan Patton Thole. Yeah. And she actually came on my podcast. Amazing. I was like, can you come back every day? Like every single day? Um, Yeah. The Courage to Be Yourself. That book is deep beyond prepared. Like you can't even, I couldn't even move past page six. I just had to keep rereading it. I'm just like, wow. And she was a psychologist turned author. So of course she had plenty of experience of her own as well as her clients, right? Um, And then the second book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. That book changed my entire life and psyche about the the goals we want to have, our habits, how we look at life, how we look at ourselves, how to actually keep habits (laughs) in rotation, how to keep them around instead of having to start over after you did your 30 days or your 60 days or your 66 days, keeping that habit around for a lifetime. So atomic habits for sure should be on everybody's shelf. I love it. I love that you just gave me two books that I hadn't heard of yet. And I'm super (laughs) excited to delve into. It's really excited. So I have another question for you. What's a book that you want to read, but not write? Oh, something on real estate for sure. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I would probably never, I don't know. I might, if I become a real estate mogul, you know, and I just start shutting it down in the industry, then I might write a book. But yeah, I would rather read right now. I love that. Love that. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and my third question was why writing, but I just started that with the front. So that are all of my questions for you, except for the one last one, which is if people love you as much as I love you and they want to delve more into working with you or hearing from you, what are some of the ways that they can connect with you? So yeah, soulcation.com. So S-O-U-L-K-A-T-I-O-N, soulcation, or on Instagram at soulcation. I would love to connect with you there. If you want to hear more about the Produce Your Own program, that's also connected to the soulcation page as well as the Instagram. So you can just hop on either platform and let's connect. Even if you want to just hop on the phone and let's talk, just go to the bio and it says chat with Logan and you can schedule a consultation with me, of course, um, free of charge. And we can get on the phone and let's just talk about it. Love it. And I highly suggest following both Logan and Solcation because Woo-hoo. they make my soul feel good. <laughs> and their podcast, follow the podcast, makes the soul feel yes, good. Yes, please. Uh, iHeart, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Solcation Podcast. Would love, love to have you there. I'm actually going to have you all's favorite person on there pretty soon. So Oprah stay- Winfrey? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miss Lauren. Miss Lauren will be on there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm holding space for Oprah as well. Gonna hey, hey, hey. Space for Oprah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. It has been so amazing to get to know you and this a wonderful program that you're putting out in the world and Solcation. Just I love everything you do. So here, cheering you on, and so appreciative of you sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This week's book recommendation I listened to on audiobook on my Libro.fm account, which I'm a huge fan of Libro.fm, and it is The Binding by Bridget Collins. And you all, this is one of those books that just stays with you. Oh, I think about this book. I read it probably six months ago, and I know that I'm coming back to it later and talking it a little bit after, but I've sat with this book. I've suggested it to everybody I know. I keep coming back to it. I want to read it again. I want to own it. I want to touch it. I want to hear it again. I want to keep coming back to this book. It's such an intriguing concept. And that's this, that you could go to a witch on the outskirts of town because everybody hates them, but they go to them and they could, in a book, bind your memories. And books are just stories that people don't want to remember. And you forget when you bind it into a book, you forget it. And what would it mean to forget heartache? And what would it mean to forget that you're queer? What would it mean to forget that someone died, that you had loved somebody? What does it mean to erase the beauty and the horribleness that comes in tragedy? And it has me thinking like, what would I erase? Would I erase anything? It just messes with your mind in this beautiful way. The language and imagery is amazing. The weaving of the story, not understanding where it's going, who's it's going, who's going to go with what, who's this person, what's that thing, because memories have been lost. It's just such a stunningly, beautifully written book that I, I'm i going to read it again and again and again. I'll pro- it's probably one of those books that I read 20 times in my life. And again, it's The Binding by Bridget Collins. And if you're an audiobook fan like I am, I highly suggest it on audiobook. It has an amazing narrator and I just got completely lost in the story. 
And if you're going to buy it on audiobook, I highly suggest using Libro.fm. Libro.fm is an amazing alternative to the other big names, we won't name them, audiobook options out there because one, when you buy a book, you get to support a local independent bookstore. And two, you get to own your book. So you have the copy of it and it's yours to listen to and use and listen on whatever device you want. But they do have an amazing app as well for your phone. I highly suggest using Libro.fm. We have a link in the bio, which gets us a free audiobook. So I can give you a recommendation and it gives you a free audiobook as well. So if you use the link in the bio, we both get a free audiobook. So enjoy The Binding by Bridget Collins. It is one of the most beautiful books that I've read in the last year, and I am excited to even read it again. So go grab yourself a copy on audiobook or use our bookshop link to get yourself a physical copy. Enjoy reading about this wonderful world that Bridget Collins has created. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full-service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you got to do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode.